Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ, our Savior, family, friends, and foes, and yes, even foes in the family, and to the standing between the living and the dead service family members, my beloved, this is Daniel White the Third, President of Gospel Light Society International with the White House family devotional reading of Charles Haddon Spurgeon's classic book titled Morning and Evening. This is the podcast and this is episode number 568. Dr. Spurgeon has chosen for our scripture reading uh, today, our devotional scripture reading, Jeremiah 15, 21. Very few people can bring it like Dr. Spurgeon. That's why we still call him the Prince of Preachers. Jeremiah 15, 21, And I will deliver thee out of the hand of the wicked, and I will redeem thee out of the hand of the terrible. Note, as Dr. Spurgeon continues, the glorious personality of the promise, I will, I will, the Lord Jehovah himself interposes to deliver and redeem his people. And allow me to say here that not only did Dr. Spurgeon have to me the mother load of unction and anointing on his life and ministry by God by God's grace. In fact, Spurgeon said, it's all of grace. But uh, he was a great writer, in my opinion, on the level of, of Shakespeare. A great writer. Like we have today, so we have a few preachers who are great writers as well. Dwight McKissick is a great writer. Dr. Tony Evans is a great writer. Um, And there are others who are great writers. Dr. Michael Brown wrote an article uh, a few days ago that it was so powerful it moved me to tears. And I'm hard to move to tears. Only somebody who can make me cry is God. So thank God for the gifted writers and, and people who are preachers too. It's amazing. Anyway, Spurgeon was that way, uh, a gifted writer. And he didn't have much help like we do today. But he produced volumes. 
Anyway, back to the text. He pledges himself personally to rescue them. His own arm shall do it. Has God ever rescued you? That he may have the glory. Here is not a word said of any effort of our own which may be needed to assist the Lord. Neither our weakness is taken into the, pardon me, neither our strength nor our weakness is taken into the account, but the lone I, like the sun in the heavens, shines out resplendent in all sufficiency. Why then do we calculate our forces and consult with flesh and blood to our grievous wounding? Jehovah has power enough without borrowing from our puny arm. <clears throat> By the way, folks, I've already told you this many times. God taught me that early on in my Christian life. Has God ever told you, like he told me, I don't need your help. You, you just obey me and you do what I tell you. I, I don't need your help to take care of you because I was trying to have some kind of control and, you know, get a job because he, he called me to preach and wanted me to be full time. And so I, I wanted to kind of help with that and make sure I get, I get some kind of sure paycheck. And he, he made it clear to me, uh, I know I want you to live by faith. I want you to preach by faith. I've called you to full-time service, and that's what I want you to do. And the way he called me to full-time service, he said to me, Now, Daniel, somebody has to be full-time for me. And I, But I wanted, I, 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 you know, I was, I guess, weak in faith. And I wanted to try to get a job and get some kind of thing going. And he slapped it all down. Every time I did that, he tried to, he, not try, he slapped it down. He wanted me to be totally uh, given over to uh, serving him. And he, he told me, I don't need your help. Has God ever told you that? Anyway, peace. Back to the text. Ye unbelieving thoughts, be still and know that the Lord reigneth. That's basically what God told me. Nor is there a hint concerning secondary means and causes. The Lord says nothing of friends and helpers. He undertakes the work alone and feels no need of human arms to aid him. Vain are all our lookings around to companions and relatives. May I say something to you for those of you who God has called to full-time service. 
It's an amazing thing, isn't it, what, how he has worked in our hearts to have faith in him. We thank the Lord for the help of people. We thank the Lord for the help of people that God touches their hearts to support you and to stand with you and to help you with the things you need so that you can do the ministry. We thank, we're thankful to God for family members who stand with us and support us financially, friends who stand with us and support us financially, uh, people we don't even know who stand with us and support us financially. But when you are called by God to do something, uh, especially by faith, and, uh, and go for Him full time, there's something in your heart that God put there that lets you know that you're, He's the one providing the things you need. He's the one who even touches the hearts of family members, friends, and foes, and people you don't know to stand with you and to support you. So you're not leaning on flesh. You're not leaning on family members. You're not leaning on friends and foes and people you don't know. You're leaning on God. And I cannot explain all of that to you. Uh, only people who have been called like that and who uh, they have experienced that, they know what I'm talking about. That you, you, you love everybody, you're, mad at every, you're not mad at anybody, uh, but do not think you're going to control me with the money you give. Do not think you're going to manipulate me because of the money you give. I, I'm quick to tell people that. Now, if God, and, and, and my, everybody who knows me knows, I'll tell you in a heartbeat, if God is not leading you to give anything to help with the ministry, don't, don't give it now, because it's not going to change what I do. It's not going to change my preaching. I'm going to preach what God leads me to preach. And uh, so do not think that your money is going to manipulate me or control me uh, because I, my trust is in God. God is the one who led you to give. God is the one who's leading you to give. See, and I have that kind of faith and confidence in God that if you get mad at me and you don't want to, you don't like what I said... What I preached, and you get mad at me, and you think you're going to hold some money back from me, I guarantee you God will replace you. I have that kind of faith in God. It's happened like this throughout 42 years of ministry. And God will put me in a position, uh, God will put me in a situation where uh, I don't need that much support anyhow. See, God will take care of his own and God will take care of his people. And understand that if you do something for somebody uh, in the ministry like I am, uh, God is the one leading you to do it. And so give him the glory, praise, and honor for the privilege.
they are broken reeds if we lean upon them. Don't preachers stop leaning upon people and lean upon God. God will take care of you. And and by the way, you preachers who are trying to live high on the hog, you prosperity gospel, but you need to downsize. Because the people are going to forsake you because they have to. They don't have the money to pay these high electricity bills. Huh? And it's going up and up. And, and, and if you think it's going to get better, uh, I have a bridge I want to sell you. It's not going to get any better anytime soon. We have sinned too much. And the wrath of God is upon us. And this is just the... The... the uh, out of the, 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 the uh, smaller waves. We haven't seen the tidal waves yet. We have sown the wind and we will reap the whirlwind. So you better find a place uh, to confess your sins and repent if you are a Christian. If you're not a Christian, you need to uh, find a place to believe in Jesus Christ and become one. And everybody, if you're not filthy rich, you need to downsize. All of you pastors, every last one of you, all of you preachers need to downsize. Most of you have quit already. And by the way, let me say here, right now, that I've already publicly warned Brother Stetzer, with church leaders um, and I'm saying now if he's not going to retract uh, his endorsement of Andy Stanley's book Andy Stanley is a heretic a false pastor and a false preacher uh, same thing for Pastor Greer they both need to resign especially Mr. Stetzer. He needs to resign from church leaders, so-called church leaders, because of the influence of that magazine upon pastors. If he truly believes what Andy Stanley believes, he needs to resign immediately. I pray that he will be Christian enough man enough to do so and you tell him I said so if he's not watching right now live we he cannot be the head of church leaders and if he's going to remain there I will say to you that the church leader magazine is a corrupt magazine straight from hell and run by the devil But I believe that Mr. Stetzer will retract the statement, the endorsement, and will separate from Andy Stanley. That's what I believe he's going to do. And Greer uh, will follow him. But they cannot be considered leaders of the Evangelical Church and Southern Baptist Church being in cahoots with a man who has tried to gut 
the Bible and gut Christianity of its foundation publicly. Somebody is being paid. Now God just laid, laid on my heart to say that. And that needs to be done post haste. Anyway, back to the text. Often unwilling when able and unable when they are willing. Since the promise comes alone from God, it would be well to wait only upon him. And so many of you need to do that. Stop depending upon flesh. Stop depending upon people. People will let you down. Pardon me. Stop depending upon family members. Depend upon God only. He's the only faithful one in your life. Thank God for whatever little bit they do. But don't depend upon them. Because your own family members will forsake you. And turn into Judas's on you. Like they did Jesus. And Jesus warned us of that. And see this is one why. God does not want you to love your family members and friends more than you love him. Because he knows you're going to have to call on him after a while because they're going to forsake you and lie on you and become Judas's to you and will betray you just like Judas betrayed Jesus. My greatest enemies are my own family. My greatest enemy uh, as an individual is my wife, Marika White. She's here right now helping in the ministry. And that, that ought to let you know, women, she's better than you because you would be raising hell if your husband said anything negative about you. You wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't help. So uh, even though I, don't, I, I do not believe she's safe, she's better than most of you all. You say, well, I tell you what. Uh, if you ever said anything about me, I'm glad I didn't marry you. The feelings are mutual, devil woman. I'm so <laughs> okay, so that I mean, I'm so glad I didn't marry you. See, but if you can't tell the truth to your spouse, then you really don't have a marriage. And I'm not going to lie to you. Because I am a husband, like other husbands, we don't want to say anything negative about anybody in our family. So I, I didn't say anything about it publicly for years, up until now. God has given me the liberty to do so. And I told my wife, I don't know, I can't put my finger on all of it as to why. Other than either you're getting ready to die, or there's somebody out there who's religious but lost, and God has given me, given me the liberty and us the liberty to share this truth that I have been telling her for years. I remember when uh, she was acting like the devil right after my daughter, Danny, was born, and I had to, I, I, I had to literally uh, say, you need to get saved, and, and, and let's, let's pray right now. That's when my daughter Danny was a baby. 
she's 30-something years old now. So this has been going on for 34 years. And I've been praying just like I'm praying now. And this has happened many times before in marriages and families down through the years. Many pastors, many preachers especially, uh, evangelists, have had difficult times with their wives, oftentimes because they have never been saved themselves. And if you got constant, uh, a person in your family, you got a wife who's constantly contrary to God's will and God's word, you may have a wife who is not saved. And it's your job to try to lead her to the Lord, if she's willing to do so. You can't make her get saved. <clears throat> but here's what you need to know. If you're saved, sir, there ought to be a peaceful, loving, wonderful uh, marriage relationship 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And your wife ought to be cheerfully, joyfully submissive to you and all about what you uh, want done. Uh, and, and she would be if she's truly saved. <coughs> And born again. If she's constantly contrary uh, and rebellious and disobedient and has a nasty attitude, particularly when it's time to pray and read the Bible, you got a devil on your hands. And you better tell her so. Now, in my case, I married a Jamaican woman for uh, the reasons that I wanted to marry her for. And uh, I never... I never knew before that the Jamaican people, generally speaking, especially the women, are very, very stubborn, very proud. And so that's what we're dealing with. I think it's a pride issue. And no one wants to say they're saved and been saved for 40 years or more. And uh, now they have to admit that they were not saved. And Jesus dealt with this very thoroughly how that you can hear the gospel and be happy about it, but still not get it, and uh, so forth. And that, that's where I believe my wife is. And she's right here, helping in the ministry. Uh, she may not want to. She may not be excited about it, as I am, but uh, she she's here. And so... Uh, uh, as I said... Some of you wouldn't be here. If I said one thing to you, neg negative about you, uh, and, and to, your, to your face privately, you wouldn't be here. So she's better than you. Even though she's lost and on her way to hell, she's better than you. Some of you so-called Christian women, wives, mothers, mean as the devil, disrespectful to your husband, disrespectful, bad attitude, all that. And I do believe at the same time that even though a woman may not be saved, thousands of women have acted better than some Christian women. They chose to do what was right because it would be better for them and for the children and, and they kept a peaceful uh, household because it was better for everybody. 
by the way, my uh, daughters are fixing me. Uh, we're, right now we're, we're vegetarian, but we will not be on Mother's Day. They are fixing me. Man, I, probably the greatest Mother's Day meal ever. Because when they were little children, they, they called me the father and the mother because they, they felt the love from me, whereas they didn't feel it from her. And they never have. And so let me just tell you a few things. Some kind of glazed salmon and some whipped mashed potatoes, whipped potatoes with bacon. I think I'm going to try to go with the turkey bacon. I'm going to try my best. And not the real bacon. Uh, with uh, cheese. In fact, it's a potato casserole is what it is. And there's some other stuff in it. Which I've never had before and I'm looking forward to it. And then some uh, baked vegetables. And then a cake that I've never heard of before. And I can tell you where they're getting it from. Trisha. Just go to Trisha.com. I believe it's Trisha Yearwood. And buddy, she put her foot in it. And, uh, and, and when I saw it, uh, it, it looks so delicious. It makes your tongue snap your brain out your head. The cake is an apple chocolate cake. I've never heard of it in my life. But I know it's good. That's what they're going to make for me on Mother's Day. And I don't have a motherly bone in my body, but I do have God's love in my heart for my children. And I uh, have always had that. It's just, and I thank God. Um, because, because, you see, you can't fake that. You can't fake that love for your children. And some of you parents, some of you wives, some of you mothers... Uh, this is not going to be a great Mother's Day for you because you have never loved your children. You only love yourself. You're only concerned about yourself. And your sweet, loving, Joseph-like husband has never said anything to you about it. So God has assigned me to tell you. And he ain't mad at me. Thank God. Uh... None of my brethren have listened to the pillow talk of their wicked Jezebel wives to try to stop me from saying what I'm saying. You know why? Because they're sick of it. They've seen too much of it, including pastors, wives controlling the church, controlling uh, the church through the trustees, through the deacons, through the pastor, Jezebels mean as the devil. And the meanness and the hatred is towards God Almighty. Wicked Jezebels who are mocking women who are trying to do it the right way. It's a shame before God. One lady tried to teach women to submit to their husbands and be obedient to their husbands and subject uh, themselves to their husbands and do the right thing. And uh, she was mocked to the point she didn't even want anybody to see her face. Her name was erased. 
mocked by other wicked women. Jezebels. <clears throat> but one day you're going to learn from God that his way is the right way. In fact, that was her tagline, uh, uh, whatever you call hashtag line. God's way is the best way. Now, so now she's talking, she's talking real good because God's way is the best way. And I have said to you women before, and I want to say to you again, now if you choose to get married, you need to respect your husband and you need to submit to your husband and you need to love and care for your children. And really before you go out here and try to conquer the world and be somebody's pastor and all of that, pastor your own children and love them. I know you think that you got all forever. The child is two years old. Uh, I'm here to tell you that you don't have forever to raise those children and for them to get to know you and love you back. <clears throat> right now, I told my wife, I said, your oldest daughters... And one, uh, uh, one of the daughters is rich. They ought, they ought to have come. There. They, they ought to be picking you up and taking you to the mall and and buying you things and and y'all shop together and eat lunch together and drink coffee together. That has never happened because of how you treated them when they were here. I know some of you women don't like it, and you want to try to tell your girlfriends don't listen to me. They still listen to me anyway. <clears throat> you try to get your husband to uh, to uh, try to uh, reel me in. He's never done it. Your husband's never emailed me, never called me, nothing. And he's not going to do it. Because he's sick and tired of your mess. And how you have hurt the church. And hurt his ministry with your foolishness and your rebelliousness trying to play Cupid in the church between divorced people allowing homosexuality in the church and other such foolishness anyway I do not digress and when we do so back to the text our expectation never fails us that is when we trust in God and we depend upon God and not family members and friends uh, some of you preachers need to divorce yourself from some people so that you can truly preach. Uh, I, I told T.D. Jakes that. Uh, that God did not put Oprah in his life to hinder him and to have him to talk foolishly about homosexuality or Tyler Perry uh, or the homosexual. Don Lemon, Sour Lemon, and 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 uh, CNN. He put them in his life for him to lead them, and to guide them, and to tell them right from wrong, and not compromise. And if they can't deal with that, then they don't need to be friends anymore. No matter how much money you have given. And I can't give it back because it's already spent. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Now, y'all do what y'all want to do. But I, I, I have come this far by faith in my God.
And I told him I will never do that again. I'll never sin against him like that. <clears throat> Pardon me. Who are the wicked that we should fear them? Back to the text. The Lord will utterly consume them. They are to be pitied rather than feared. As for terrible ones, they are only terrors to those who have no God to fly to. My, my, my. Isn't it wonderful to have a God to fly to, to go to? Do you know my favorite time of the day is prayer time? I don't care what's happening. I don't care what's going on. I don't care what kind of difficulty is uh, coming our way. As long as I can fly to God, I'm all right. I'm all right. My mother can betray me. My children can betray me. My wife has already betrayed me multiple times and is my greatest enemy to this day. I don't care what the situation is. I can always fly to my God. And let me tell you folks something who, who you, you have to have juicy prayers all of the time. Your prayers may not be juicy all of the time. They may be dry. But it's not about how juicy your prayers are. It's not about how much you can shout and, and shake people's hands off while you're holding hands and, and gyrate. It's about faith in God. And, and having faith in God is everything. Because with God, all things are possible. Back to the text. For when the Lord is on our side, who shall we fear? If we run into sin to please the wicked, we have cause to be alarmed. But if we hold fast our integrity, the rage of tyrants shall be overruled for our good. When the fish swallowed Jonah, he found him a morsel which he could not digest. And when the world devours the church, or when the church allows the world and the devil to devour it because of our sin and foolishness, it is glad to be rid of it again. In all times of fiery trial and patience, let us possess our souls. Go ahead, Spurgeon. Go ahead, Spurgeon. He being dead, yet speaketh. Uh, let's pray. Holy Father God, we pray in the holy name of the Lord Jesus Christ. We praise you and we thank you so much for this time together around your holy word. With your servant who is in heaven but yet ministering to us today, this is a real thing and this is real good. And we all give you the glory from heaven to earth and back to heaven again. We give you all of the glory, the praise, and the honor for all of it is due your holy name. In Jesus Christ's name we pray and forsake. Amen. If you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior as he did, here is how you can be saved from the hell to come. 
and walk with the Lord morning and evening in this life until you go to that wonderful place called heaven when you die. First, dear friend, accept the fact that you are a sinner and that you have broken God's laws. The Holy Bible says in Romans 3.23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, accept the fact that there is a penalty. There is a punishment for sin always. The Holy Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death. Third, accept the fact that you are on the road to hell right now. If you have never trusted, if you have never believed on the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, if you have never received his free gift of salvation, that he died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than any prophet in the Bible. Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven. Why? Because he loves us and he wants to save us from that awful place so that we can go to heaven when we die. Jesus Christ said in one sermon in Matthew 18, 8, Wherefore, if thy hand or thy foot offend thee, cut them off and cast them from thee. It is better for thee to enter into life halt or maimed rather than having two hands or two feet to be cast into everlasting fire. Also, the Bible states in Revelation 21.8, But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and uh, whoremongers and sorcerers and idolaters and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. Now, hell is bad news, dear friend. But I have some good news for you. You don't have to go to hell when you die. You can go to heaven. For Jesus Christ said in John 3.16, For God so loved the world, that includes you, that he gave his only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And just believe in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ. Believe that he died for your sins. He suffered, he bled, and he died for your sins and for mine. And for everybody in the world, he was buried. And he rose from the dead by the power of God for you so that you can live forever with him. Pray and ask him to come into your heart today to save your soul. And he will save you. Romans 10, 9 and 13 says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. 
Saved from what? Saved from hell. Saved to what? Saved to heaven. So, dear friend, if you want to trust Christ as your Savior today so that you can avoid going to hell and go to heaven when you die, pray this simple prayer with me called the Sinner's Prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart on Jesus Christ who suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried and rose on the third day by the power of God. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart. Holy Father God, I realize that I am a sinner and that I have done some bad things in my life. I am sorry for my sins, and today I choose to turn from my sins with your help. For Jesus Christ's sake, please forgive me of all of my sins. I believe with all of my heart that Jesus Christ died for me, was buried and rose on the third day. I do believe with all of my heart on the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior. Lord Jesus, please come into my heart and save my soul and change my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins past. Help me to turn from my evil life and to follow you in the new life Lord Jesus for it is in your name I pray Amen Dear friend if you believed in your heart on the Lord Jesus Christ that he died on the cross for your sins was buried and rose on the third day Allow me to say to you congratulations on doing the most important thing in life, and that is trusting Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. For more information to help you grow in your newfound faith in Christ, please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my pamphlet titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. Jesus Christ said in John 10:9, I am the door. By me, if any man enter in, he shall be saved and shall go in and out and find pasture. Dear friend, if you trusted Jesus Christ as your Savior today, please email me at dw3 at gospellightsociety.com and let us know. We have some free material that we want to send you. If you have a prayer request, please email that to us as well, and we will pray for you until you tell us to stop. Until next time, my beloved, God loves you, we love you, and may God bless you real good. Is 
my prayer.